0: This podcast is brought to you by the new term at fxphd.com. Among the new courses this term, our new Katana lighting training, a world first with Matt Leonard. Included in that is free VPN access to a full version of Katana, along with many other key programs to help you learn, such as Arnold, Mayer, Nuke, Cinema 4D, and many more. They're all there to help you take your career to the next level. Check it all out at fxphd.com. You're listening to The RC, your guide to digital cinema, filmmaking, and cutting-edge imaging. Hi, and welcome to this week's RC podcast covering digital cinematography. This week, we're going to be covering the year that was. Yes, other people do it at the beginning or the end of the year, but we're going to do it around NAB. The NAB calendar year. (laughs) NAB calendar year. We're looking forward and looking back. We're going to be uh, examining what was announced a year ago, how it delivered, and what we hope will be announced uh, this year at NAB in the lead up to our live show coming from Vegas uh, on the Tuesday. We see our role here at the RC Podcast is to mine the news, filter the blogs, and go down some very curious rat holes. This is all the camera tech we've been discussing, obsessing about, arguing about, and trying to work out. And joining me in one of the pods here at, in the, uh, pod. Hello. Pod, at the Tech Compound, hello, friend Jason Wingrove. You stepped on your own intro. Huh? You stepped on your own intro. I'm interrupting you. No, no, I was just trying to give you the uh, due um, credit that you you deserve. Gravitas. Gravitas that you deserve. I I don't
1: need any gravitas once I'm in the pod.
0: Uh, The
1: testicular lowering pods.
0: (laughs) Always off to a good start. So, um, we are about to go to NAB, which is going to be happening in Vegas from about the weekend of the 6th and 7th through to about the 11th of april on the uh, 9th of april which is the tuesday we'll be doing the uh, rc live so this is our last chance to do a show uh, in the lead up to that we we thought therefore we would actually review because if you're a regular listener you'll know that we have um griped and whinged a bit about stuff being announced and not coming out and we are kind of over it
1: kind of am in the nicest possible way i'm fucking over it okay but also yeah i'm i'm I mean, there's a lot of stuff this week that I could have talked about that I saw on blogs, gear released, all that stuff. And, uh you know, a lot of it just was coming soon and no release date and TBA and not sure how much money it's going to be. And I thought, you know, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a bit over <laughs> stuff that will maybe happen. Let's talk about what... uh is actually happening and uh, shit that didn't and perhaps why
0: I don't know well let's do that let's start um, by going back to 2012 um, obviously we had a n- number of podcasts from NAB including that live show last year and uh, these are some of the topics that we were talking about in no particular order um, I guess the the given this is the RC we should probably start with red um, so let's start there and uh, give them their scorecard. So at the uh, there was a red party, a party the night before, which had no actual red news, and then there was the red news announced on the show floor. So
1: it was a great party. It was a massive gathering. It was really good. They had the competition for the uh, you know red content competition. Some beautiful examples. We spoke on the live show to the guy who won. Uh, there's some great stuff to watch.
0: It was a yeah, really beautiful no, gathering, it was exceptionally beautiful. Winning, and it was short great, one. great party.
1: Thank you. We don't, you know, begrudge any of that. That was fantastic. But um, well, we don't begrudge anything really. Big, we're just gonna, no, no, we're, just gonna, we're not
0: begrudges. We're just going to flag, um, and I guess what we're trying to do is lower a reality uh, vortex on the hype that we're about to see. By judging what happened last year. So, last year at uh, NAB, Red announced 6K for 6K. That would be, um, I think we put it down as two soccer mums in a hot tub. Um, (laughs) Somebody did. 15 stops of dynamic range uh, and it would be shipping this year, which would be 2012. Yes. Jason, where are we? Mm.
1: Okay. Well, we're not 2012. We're 2013. Uh, The Red Dragon... Sensor, as we talk, as we know, did not ship. we'll, I guess. Well, we will find out in the next week or so what what's going to happen with sort of shipping and pricing. But we certainly don't know how much it's going to cost. We know it's going to be more than more than a couple of soccer mums. Um, and uh, there, will, I guess, what I'm keen, and this is jumping forward a little bit to what am I hoping for next year? Is what what we need to find out with the Red Dragon is how reliant it will be on other hardware like red will it require red red dragon rocket or red rocket pro which has been hinted at and how much will that cost and can you get away with the original red rocket um, so what will be what i'm keen to find out this year from uh, about red dragon is what is going to be the all up impact and uh, work out how much extra data overhead are you going to need to swap over and upgrade your uh, SSD drives? For how 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 much is it going to be reliant on outboard acceleration, proprietary acceleration cards to be able to actually use it? How much is it going to cost to buy the card, and uh, the, how much is it going to cost to obviously buy the buy the sensor? The original specs for uh, Red Dragon as you mentioned, well, 15, I think you say 15 stops of dynamic range was originally. original That is... uh, 15 plus, but yeah. Clearly that's an improvement that we now know um, as part of the, this will not cost $6,000 equation, is that uh, part of the upside of that is we're looking at 18 and above uh, stops of dynamic range, which is three or four stops above anything that's out there. Now, I think you look at something like Alexa, F55s, F3s, F5s
0: are all around the 14, 14 and stop mark. So, I think the other thing is that it was still an option back then to upgrade a Scarlet. Yes, that was the other thing. And so, now
1: that's looking, there's it's not just a sensor swap. From what I understand, we're talking about some of the the boards, uh, boards, fans. Uh, the uh, I think there's going to be a lot of the camera going to be swapped out to, to go to Red Dragon, so it's going to be significant in financial impact to um to 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 Red to and significant cost for this. You're not just dealing with uh, I mean 5K to 6K, Mike. You're the math head. You can probably say this is this is not just a simple bump in terms of uh, resolution, the amount of actual data we're dealing with jumps considerably and uh, it's just, it's the also, it's the horsepower to deal with that Uh, although another plus I believe is that the cameras are going to run quieter uh, and cooler, so for more reports it's looking like you're going to get a a, a new camera, you know, it's going to run cooler, going to run quieter High resolution, much larger dynamic range. But, um, yeah, what we need to see is how much it's going to cost and what is going to be the hidden costs.
0: Yeah. If I was doing some simple maths, and I am, I think we're talking about 23% larger in terms of data, just as, I, as you said that and put me on the spot, mm. um, because of the increased size of the centre, but I could be wrong. Um, but, yeah, I think the thing is, we do want to see where dragon is at and they've released photos indicating that dragon stuff is being manufactured. Um, but it was disappointing that dragon wasn't out last year and, and until we have those details and also the volume upon which they're shipping in, because what we don't want to see happen maybe is that, you know, yes, dragon sense is released, but there are only six of them in the wild and, and 14, um, you know, uh, promised to some people and they'll eventually get in everybody's hands. Um, even later. so But look, you know, uh, yeah. this is um, a rod Red creates for its own back. It it puts out stuff, says it's not going to put out stuff, then puts out stuff and says, hey, well, you know, everything's subject to change. And if you're a Red fan listening to this podcast, and quite frankly, you probably are, um, we're not having a go at Red, but I mean, it's just a fact, right? You, you build up quite a lot of hype by announcing this stuff. And then um, it's just expectation management. Red has been notoriously bad at expectation management. I mean, they've promised full 35 sensors for... I'm going to say now three and years, beyond. Or four, yeah. And way beyond. <laughs> and way beyond, yeah. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it really, unfortunately, is at a point where you just can't do anything but massively discount anything that they're saying. Yeah. For the sheer reality that there's no point being an idiot and getting enthusiastic about something you will never hold in your hands. I mean, w- what is the point of wasting airtime on, uh, on a six one seven, mm. if I have no concept, that I'll ever see it in my lifetime.
1: Yeah, I think we've seen, we've seen the reality of what it just what if you're restricted to proprietary cards to crunch your way through this. We've seen how how uh,
0: how much is required just to deal with you know five k. And here's the thing: I I and think massive data. That I think Red does themselves a disservice because Red obviously is spectacularly great stuff, has produced. Incredible advances in engineering and in camera tech. So I'm not taking anything away from them. The trouble is, you know, instead of focusing on that, you tend to get focused wonders on the stuff that they've promised that hasn't uh, been shipped. And in initially when they said, oh, well, this stuff's really hard. No one's ever done it before. We don't know how hard it is you could cut them an enormous amount of slack because it was a brand new camera company. Yeah. But the clock has run on now and they're an established camera company and so now you have to say, okay, well, you should have some idea how hard this is because if anyone in the world should know how hard this is, you should. Yeah. I mean, show me another expert other than one or two of the other camera companies that could have any ideas how hard it is to make a 6K chip. I mean, on
1: yeah, it is a completely different world from when the Red One was launched and even when Epic was launched. mean, Red One was launched... It was t- so revolutionary. It completely changed the industry. You cannot take that away from no, not, from Red. Not Epi- it away for a second. From, from, from Red, that with that 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 industry has been completely turned around because of the launch of, of digital cinematography, accessible, accessibly priced digital cinematography beyond small chip stuff, and into raw, which has the world has em- yeah. em- embraced and I, it and completely changed, I, and it has turned around a
0: vast amount of not just professional electronics but consumer electronics so if i go to nab and red announces that they've got a new chip coming out or if, let's say they were red we're shipping in three months and i think now that you have to say is look i think this is awesome i think this is incredible it's really great but quite frankly you should now have an idea yeah. whether you can hit that deadline because yeah. i'm trying to run a business you're trying to run a business and the the um the assertion that well, it's really hard. No one's ever done it before. You can't hold us to it because we're just a you know bunch of guys who are having fun. Which they're still hanging on to, but yeah. but it's not really a valid no. uh, opinion anymore.
1: It doesn't really matter because look, this with every tick of the clock, we're seeing we're seeing starting to see raw or raw like performance from other cameras. You're seeing f fifty five f fives. Uh, Canon, Canon, Canon having some raw-ish solutions, and uh, and uh, Alexa, obviously. Well, uh, I'll come back
0: to Red in a second, but you know, in, you, raw is a really good point Okay,
1: we are having th- this is a, a very different playing field from when Epic completely smashed its way in, into our universe. So we can't. Uh, what I'd love to see is. And this is something that should have happened ages ago, and it would have fixed a lot of things, or would have changed perception of red and got red in a lot more doors than it has now, and bought more acceptance, and maybe accelerated their own their own situation. Would be to have have move away from proprietary acceleration like red rocket card. Right, the red rocket card has been around for I don't know what seven years. Right, it's very old technology. Well, from since Red One came out, right? Mm. Red Red Rocket yeah, well, it wasn't was Red... there on day one, but yeah, not not long after, yep. right? Yeah, the Red. Well, you could say that it's probably at least six or so year techno- old technology, which in card, you know, in in PCB manufacturing, card technology, GPU technology, it's like from before the Earth cooled, right? <laughs> okay, we can. It, that card is still being voice said, uh, and have a part, you know, are very keen to pass on the savings that they've made with Epic and with Scarlet and had all the price reductions we saw, I think, last year. That card has not changed its its RRP in forever. It's still a very expensive barrier to entry, right? So
0: you're putting the Red Rocket card in your list of new things you'd like to see, or the or the loss of the Red Rocket card you'd like to see it well, go away. I don't think it's ever
1: going to happen because it's you know it's part of um, it. What it makes Red a lot of money, but it also loses Red a lot of money. The the, the tie to proprietary codecs. When you see Sony openly um, and and making a noise about the fact that they are doing uh, open codecs that you can have your imagery rendered via any. Um, you know, you have GPU GPU acceleration, off the shelf acceleration, basically. It's about but crunch, crunch. Here's a chunk of data from this camera. Crunch it any way you like. There's a lot of things. Every time you turn around, and Mike, you know, you've done. There's been a lot uh, recently with, uh, um, you know, re- new release cards and the Fusion IO, which we'll touch on, and things like that. That that, 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 are, that are every time we turn around. There's a new new card for less, and uh, um, there's a lot of interesting acceleration out there that could help you crunch this data, but we're being tied to proprietary. It's a very Sony, in, in a way, it's a reversal of the Sony thing in the past have been so tied to their own proprietary stuff and codecs, and they've invented probably more, got more patents out there than probably anybody apart from Canon. And all of those codecs and uh, audio codecs that they, they did in the 80s and the 90s, they have were were the worst people at uh creating all their own proprietary and memory stick and all that sort of stuff that tied you into their stuff and um and now they've released all that and Memory stick you know it's almost a thing of a past and and they have uh a codecs that um are almost uh, you know essentially open source that you can record with that you can that you can deal with 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 other hardware you're not tying you into their hardware. That has been
0: a real problem for well, I Red thought, I thought, no, I in thought, post, has it not? It's no, it definitely is. I, held them <clears throat> back. It has, and I think we're going to see um, GPU level solving of Red decoding without a Red Rocket card. Not at Red's blessing necessarily. Mm, I don't think Red. I don't think Red make a huge money out of Red Rocket cards. I don't think they're holding the market to Red Rocket cards to make money from them. I think if you could get uh, real time. Um, or very good performance of uh, processing Red files without using a Red Rocket card, using some GPU card from Nvidia or something. I think Red would jump on it. Hmm. But the point I thought you would well, make. Not release, why ago, not
1: release the technology or the SDKs or whatever so that this proprietary, so that the, the way of this decoding can be done by other other card manufacturers? Is there a reason we don't have any specific cards out there
0: that can do R3D? Decoding, um, you mean other than the SDK? Yeah, because a lot than, of people uh, obviously use the SDK. Well, they're obviously trying to get a consistency of what happens. Yeah, I can understand the control to but get you, it right. You would need a licensing system to do that, and they could do that. That's true. Yeah. I Let me just back that up, though, because I've been trying to say this for like five minutes. I think the thing that you're, the point you're making before, it was like so long ago now that it's irrelevant. But the F sixty five at NAB last year was an under glass camera. Yes. And it was don't touch it it's going to run hot we can only run it for a few seconds and we're sitting here now and there are feature films in cinemas now or at least about to be in cinemas now shooting with the F65 so Oblivion is an F65 film indeed that's a pretty remarkable curve yeah to go from
1: what was a camera that, you know, we, they couldn't even run it very long without it uh, being, you know, it was ushered into uh, dimly lit back rooms to see what was like one of the first runs of the cameras where, you know, very tentatively, if you got too close, you couldn't, you know, um, to go uh, within a year to uh, shooting uh, multiple features. Yeah, yeah we're ahead, we you know, the curve, we're just riding that wave. There's features yet to be re- released, as you say, after Earth. Uh, Oblivion and uh, a few TV series and, and stuff shot here. There's a TV series here about about to go to air. Um, but that was a pretty impressive turnaround for a uh, an impressive camera which looked amazing out of the gate. Uh, as with all stuff, there was
0: probably still firmware, as there is with f 55. That stuff wasn't I mean, the, the on, but, was not necessarily switched on. the F65 was released. But, the F65 was released in January 2012. Yep, and and we saw stuff at NAB. A few months later, it was yep. early prototypes were used on features. And here we are a year later, and we're talking about the F55. Yeah. So that's that's a pretty fast product cycle.
1: Yeah. It's, it is pretty impressive. Uh, actually, I had a good play with uh, Mickey Jones's... Uh, I had a good play with the F55 this week, actually. Really quite impressed. Very, very impressed. Um, very lightweight camera. Very, very, very... Um, seems to be all sorted. It's all there. It's all, it's all, it's all, it's brilliant. You pick it up, it's light. The OLED viewfinder I thought was terrific. Um, I mean, there's a couple of little firmware things yet to be switched on, but they're all fairly minor. Um, audio control, but audio is there. Yeah. You know, it's... Uh, it's very, I think the images coming out of this cameras are The images are, 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 are beautiful. Um, the codecs uh, are um, very soon to be drag and droppable, uh uh, from my understanding there's there's a few major NLEs where you're going to be able to use this this stuff um drag and drop but it's very uh, um, it's very usable uh very usable footage beautiful looking stuff
0: let's, so let's not also forget impressive. that at NAB last year we saw the Blackmagic camera for the first time Blackmagic camera
1: was uh a bit of a shock at the show yep. it was impressive it was almost, it was the talk of the town pretty much Um, And we knew pretty much everything that we know about it Now there's been no real surprises It's still a a quirky, interesting, unusual camera For very little money
0: Was the um, 4
1: thirds mount version announced at NAB? No, Uh, no, it it wasn't I think it was EOS mount only at the time And people sort of thought it was an unusual way to go Given the fact that it's only a micro 4 thirds uh, size sensor That it wouldn't have micro 4 thirds mount uh given the fact that you know the range of lens sizes was was much more suited in the micro four thirds arena was much more suited to the sensor size you know you put a twenty five put a put a fifty mil on your uh yeah, on your on your um black magic and it 's you know you're in into um hun- uh, not hundred film it's like about eighty five mil or so so it's um uh they have released the micro four thirds mm-hmm. mount but i think it is Passive One of the big hopeful rumours for for this year is their release of an active micro four thirds mount version You might want to watch this space for NAB on our show Excellent for the for the Blackmagic camera. Right. Okay. That Um, is. I I know nothing about that rumor. It's just it's been talked, and it would make perfect sense, and it would be ideal for such a touch screen kind of friendly, all
0: electronic kind of active kind of camera. I'm just saying how it works with the EOS mount. Yeah, we're Mm. going to learn a lot more about the Blackmagic camera at NAB. Indeed. But I will say this: the Blackmagic camera delayed a long time in shipping. Yeah, they had a lot of sense of issues. I think you know, even um,
1: Blackmagic with all of their massive. Uh, ability to, uh, take a project, uh, take a, uh, take an, take a, um, piece of technology, buy it or master it and spit it out instantaneously didn't quite go quite for them work out. And it proves again how hard this shit is making cameras. Their very first camera, I think they did astoundingly well for their very first camera, uh, given that this is not their this is not their their arena you know to 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 have the problems that they've had which were you know fair, I mean sensor issues and which delayed delayed uh, back orders there's still back orders people are still getting their cameras so who the, who ordered last year but you know, it's it wasn't a game. It wasn't a complete. It wasn't like they had to scrap the thing. Wasn't like I had to do a re- complete redesign, change everything. It was. Yeah, it was thought a, that was possible at once, though. Oh uh, yeah, it was a. It, you know, it halted the works up for it was. It was. It was a bit of a. It was a bit of a fuck up. But it wasn't. You know, for for their first camera, it could have been a lot worse. And
0: it could have been. Oh shit! Sorry. It's now six grand. Do you know what one of my favorite cameras that was introduced in the last year? It wasn't even shown at NAB, and we've both been filming with since. What's that one? Nick Woodman's. GoPro
1: three, GoPro three, yes. yes,
0: came out what November? Yeah, it's about then, October, November, I'm going to say. Yeah, started shipping in the silvers and then the blacks. Yep, now pretty easily available anywhere, on mass. Yeah, mass, and they have the uh, really good CineForm codec in them.
1: It's still, I mean, it, it's one of those. It's a quirky thing, isn't it? It's a, it's a camera that. We are consistently you know dragging kicking and screaming into our arena where it's really designed <laughs> it's designed to be strapped to surfboards and skydivers' heads and whatever rally cars and all that sort of stuff and it works terrific for that but uh and we're it, you know it's changing with every iteration becoming a little bit more of a a workable uh sort of cinema tool but it's still not quite something that cuts well with your other footage because it's just you just don't you don't have the control over it now it we've got a contr- lot better than it used to it's a <laughs> lot better you've got the uh, what what's it called Pro Cin- um, ProTune. Cineform, yeah. ProTune. the uh, sort of Cineform uh, so, or sort of Technicolor kind of flat flat look which works really well we, I think you have control obviously of your f- shutter speed you have c- not control of your shutter speed you have control over your frame rates reasonably good frame rates we have good resolutions very good resolution yeah uh, the 720p, as i mentioned, is not that usable. No, pretty aliasy, pretty kind of mm, crappy. Agreed with that. Uh, but anything it's got ab- much better. And low 4K light. is, you know, maybe good for I don't know something. Fifteen. Um, stop. You frame. Can do, yep. Stop for for a time lapse. But the low light capability in the Hero Three is much better than the It 2. is. It is much it was better. Very grainy in the two. You can have manual control over the color temperature, so you can lock that in. But still, just because of the sheer nature of the camera. Uh, no control over shutter speed uh, because it is a you know it's an action camera. It's designed to go in or, or you know to go from um, cloud to sun to underwater to above the water to in and out of tunnels to you know go. It's designed to adapt to its uh, very changing yeah you know, very changing you know from design from looking up at the sky as you do a one eighty flip on your b m x bike down to looking at dark shadow dirt it's it's uh designed to be adaptable and and but, that is but it's, with the, GoPro, it's, it's, it, the good and the bad with, with that the camera.
0: goPro the default resolution in my mind shifted completely in sync with ARRI, in sync with Blackmagic camera to mm. some number like 2.5, 2.3, 2.7, mm. depending which camera you are looking at? Yeah. But this idea of shooting around 2.5K for HD use mm. is now the de facto, right? Yeah, I mean, that's even what, GoPro can do it. Yeah, <laughs> and GoPro does do 2.7 really well. Like It's yeah. not like it's, it doesn't do 4K very well, but it does do 2.7 really well. Rolling shutter is still... A bit yeah. of an issue for something is like a for a camera, camera that is designed to be in very bucks.
1: fast moving high vibration situations. I'd like that to be sorted. But uh I think it's know, a remarkable camera. The more and more you want some but the but the other end of town's kind of getting shrinking too. You can have something the size of a you can have like an EOS M you know where you can have full manual control mm-hmm. and and put uh, EOS mounts on it and make something quite small and portable if you really want that for what it does it's 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 very very impressive and and the main thing that makes it cut in there is the um I guess is the being able to grade it and have it less have it le- less contrast and less of that more dynamic range that was always the one thing that that stopped me from being able to cut it in you know it's still it's 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 horse, you know, it's, it's to be, use it sparingly. It's not a primary camera. <laughs> it's not a primary camera, no. Um, uh, what else? So, Ari since we're on cameras now. There's still a bit of red gear that we need no, to we go can come back, back to. That, to but, but, but it's yes, not camera-based. Sure, cameras. Um, okay. Um, sti- I've, no I've, problem. I've diverted our path yes. to cameras. What did we see last time at the Ari booth? We saw the ARRI um, M, the Alexa M. I guess came out a prototype was being used has been used since they use it um, uh, extensively on Fury Road on the latest Mag- Magmax and plenty of other plenty of other cameras it's found its uh, its feet in um, uh, Cineflex in some cam um, stabilized. Chopper rigs, where they can put just the camera head in in the ball and keep the ball nice and small, and put the rest of the guts inside the inside the aircraft.
0: One of the things that bugs me about ARI—it's an unusual camera, but it has its uses. One of the things that bugs me about ARI, and it's relatively recently, like in the last twenty-four hours, this has been announced. But at an AB last year, they said they'd support the um, iTech technology, in other words, camera data uh, from the lens yeah. being recorded into the data stream, which is incredibly helpful for anyone that's ever tried doing anything in post to actually know what lens was on and where it was on the zoom and stuff. And they pushed that back to later in 2012 and then they said it was going to be in Build 8 software and apparently uh, I've heard that it's actually no longer going to be supported at all which is kind of extraordinary if you think about it because I'm pretty sure iTech is supported in ARRI cams and it's certainly in RED and in Sony cameras so I have no idea why they think it's so difficult to implement a simple RS232 uh, interface. Mm. Well, it's not that simple, I guess, you can put it in the data stream, but nevertheless, I'm very disappointed that ARI is not supporting it because we really need some critical mass on having cameras recording lens data. I mean, it's just exactly what you want. You want metadata in the stream. But there's also competing formats, right? There's the
1: iData, and then there's a lens data system. There's the LDS. There's their system.
0: I think that um, you're saying that they're doing this because they're wanting to support LDS instead? Well, um the eye data is a cook thing, right? Is it? Well it's not really a cook thing. I mean it's it's certainly coming and being pushed by the cook guys. Yeah. But it's not some kind of proprietary thing that they're selling anything of. Mm. They just want people to use it. It's not like it's their kind of they have been a huge supporter of it and a force for it, but it's not you know, it's not like you buy something from Cook. You could have a lens that's got nothing to do with Cook that runs on an ARRI, that they don't sort of like make a bunch of money off it. Yeah, I mean they're very good at uh um
1: in, um integrating their own Zeiss lens data system with their transmitters, receivers, wireless gear, on-camera displays, that metadata
0: side of things. So that's um but don't we want don't we want something that's across all sorts of lenses and all sorts of cameras? Well, there's not there's not one global. There would be if system, they bloody well adopted it. Yeah.
1: Well, I guess the post industry is the one main industry after that. I guess. Well, I guess it would be make sense that uh, if you're using um, uh, if you're using Cook Glass on uh, Alexa, that you could have that same interaction,
0: ideally. Yeah. I mean, these. You know the only way that these things work is that if companies adopt them and everybody agrees to do them for the collective good right yeah okay let's go back to our um, rundown from n a b so are there any other cameras from uh n a b last year that um that we need to do an update on I don't think Canon had not announced the C-300 and C-500 at NAB, right? They came after
1: NAB? C-500 has come since. Uh, C-100 and C-300 were the big launches. C-500 was a, this is kind of coming, but we don't know really how much it's going to be. I think C-100 and C-300 were there and has been uh, subsequently shipping en masse. C3, both of the C-300 and C-100 being very well accepted in 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 the market and in their own sort of markets. Uh, I'm a big fan of the C100 in terms of the um, uh, its ergonomics and its simplicity in the rear LCD and the way it works. It's one of those fantastic cameras to um, you know have a, to, a waist height, beautiful at waist height, and you can pick it up instantly, put it up to your eye because it has a working electronic viewfinder canon. There's a nice idea for a cinema camera.
0: You know I'm wrong because it was actually November 2011 that we had the double announcement of Canon and Red. You know it was like the, the C3, the professional right. camera stuff. That was that was actually before NAB last year. That was in right. November. Yeah, and then it was C300
1: and C500, um, yeah. 100 that we saw uh, in the flesh on the on on the stand. And the C500 at that stage was a uh, I think was a sort of work in progress, as was the. Uh, one C. Uh, that was all sort of coming soon. Price TBA. Which again, both all of those cameras are now out and working, and to mostly um, uh, good um, good reception. The one, the one DC, is it the cinema? I can, I can their numbering system does my head in the um, the DSLR the tall DSLR form factor cinema camera I think is still in my mind is 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 wrong and it should be just trashed and, and just go back to the drawing board with that one that's just bullshit grab for cash just like adapt to camera quick and get it out the door it's it's not fitting of that cinema line of a cinema eos line it's uh, the rolling shutter is abysmal it is abysmal rolling shutter is shocking um almost unworkably so i think it's worse than any dslr out there um the fact that it does not have an electronic EVF, that means it should not be a cinema camera. If you cannot use the viewfinder, if, it's been, if it is a true digital cinema camera and it does not have an electronic viewfinder, then what is the point of that camera? Seriously. Windgrave Accent. It's, overly, it's overly priced. It's under-engineered. It is just a scrap, scrap it, start again. That is just, it should not be... Uh, on the market it's a joke basically c100 c300 c500 i've seen imagery from c500 it just looks uh, fantastic i'm saying c100 is is brilliant ergonomically c300 is good and people are finding ways to get around the ergonomics of it beautiful
0: imagery The 500 Uh, does produce great glow light and great
1: great yeah it's a very cinematic looking thing c300 can do so has an interesting look. Um, Can't and has
0: a five D Mark III out of my hands. for a three yeah, hundred though.
1: I would love. I would love a C one hundred, full frame C one hundred. That would be a terrific replacement for uh, light, short, sweet DSLR kind of work. If it just had slightly better codec, little just a touch of the sort of Canon E raw kind of thing, a little bit more. A little bit more scope in the codec and in the images than your regular DSLR footage, and if it had, say, an SDI socket and a full-frame sensor, that would be fantastic. The ergonomics of that camera are great. Maybe a better a better EVF, but at least it has an EVF. That that's a really interesting uh, camera. Full fr- if you just need to do full-frame version of that. There um, we'll talk about what we we'll, we're expecting to see or what we're hoping to see this year, and I think Canon will be a part of that part of my thoughts there. But uh, I think that's camera wise uh, we saw the small we saw the small uh, phantom Miro? Miro? Yeah. Yep, yeah, that was terrific. That's out there. I think it's last I heard it was still having the old little firmware issue here in oh, but shot there. with it in America, That's great. Um, but uh, yeah. You you did your some special effects, a lot of overcrank special effects shots with the Miro.
0: Yeah, though I must admit we also um really love what we're getting out of the Epic. Didn't go as fast, but for some of the work we were doing, it yeah. was uh better dynamic range and uh so yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to just to uh, again totally hump on this point. I love the Epic and it does great work. My yeah. criticism is is an announcement strategy criticism. Um Yeah, because I mean, I time and time again, uh, and in fact, I should, I guess, plug at this point that we're about to publish on FX Guide a rundown of uh, basically, Jace your camera kit packet for the Epic. It's something that's been asked for after our discussions about what do you currently use. So we're actually going to put up a video because it's kind of one of these few things that actually would be better done uh, in video. Somebody said to me the other day, they were stunned at how interesting this podcast was given that it had no pictures, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's about cinematography. But in fact, there is an opportunity uh, for both. And there is obviously a couple of times when it really is much better to see what the heck it is that you're talking about. And so um, that is uh, coming up. Um, let's talk about other stuff. Okay. So I'm going to swing back to red. Uh, so other stuff that was announced in NAB last year. Uh, I don't know where to start. Let's start with bits that go on the camera. So there was the OLED bomb E F F E V F. EVF. Yep. Yep. Uh, the OLED bomb, it,
1: it shipped. It it's, was... Sorry. It's had some... Some people have had issues, some people not. Uh, some people have had them and thought these are fantastic. I've The ones I've seen look terrific, look really nice, beautiful. Very much thinking perhaps I might swap over, swap my um, bomb over to the OLED. It looks beautiful. doesn't have any of that it doesn 't bug me overly, but i 'm occasionally conscious of it. You know that l kind of rainbowing when you flick your eye around the viewfinder a lot, you get that sort of um, because the l- sort of l system is kind of like it has a sort of colored the way the scanning happens, you get that sort of Rainbow. If you're looking looking around a bit, that that catches some people. Some people get that in their eyes. Some people. Some people. It doesn't affect, but uh, it gets me a bit. That's obviously gone with the um, OLED version. A lot of people had issues with blacks, uh, not having any blacks, or blacks being too crushed, or a lot of uh, a few issues. But I think that's all sorted. And if you do have an issue with your OLED bomb, then either get it back to red, or, or try firmware upgrades, I've seen some firmware upgrades, or even attaching the a bomb, th- an OLED bomb, just to another camera that has a different firmware, and getting it to just, up somehow getting it to, getting the camera to upgrade the firmware of the, um it seems a little bit hit and miss sometimes to get that to happen, but I've found swapping a few OLED, OLEDs around has completely changed, has, has refreshed the uh Refreshed the the EVF and made it made it terrific. So that's that's shipping, and that's out and about. And I think largely problems, largely berthing problems, largely sol- sorted.
0: On the booth, we were looking at the wireless transmitter. You were particularly oh, looking at the wireless yes. transmitter. The HDMI seeing...
1: transmitter. Yeah, that's completely missing in action at this stage. I think there's any um, still hints that it's coming, but um, it's 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 not really on the um, on the radar in terms of a uh, proper release date or proper pricing. Uh, since, very shortly after uh, NAB, the Powerlinks launched at is it Cinegear, right. the other trade show within weeks, I think, isn't it? The Cinegear, yeah. Um, so that largely answered the my quest for wireless HD with no latency uh, video transmission. I've been using it ever since. I'd still welcome Red's solution, but I think they may have put it on back burner given that there's a few other with the Terradec bolt. There's a few other HDMI very workable pro solutions out there. Um I'm hoping for some better transmission distances. Um and and I know that all of this is in the pipeline through a few vendors so i can understand maybe that red may be putting that one on the back burner they got a lot of other stuff to uh you know red dragon i'm quite happy that they perhaps put some of that other stuff on the back burner and move forward with with dragon as uh with all haste the pro H pro io i think we saw and the mysler module uh i know we touched on it before mysler module not actually really shipping uh, some people have been on pre-order for a while, not seen it yet. Um, it would be an interesting unit, but I know that they're still not quite out there in on mass. Pro IO. Uh, I mentioned this last time, I think last episode, mm-hmm. and asked for anybody who has used the Pro IO to get back to me if they've got any issues with it, particularly with DC. Um, I mean DC power. DC out. Yeah. Yes, powering other objects, which is what. Every other camera on the planet does quite happily, but this being a modular camera, we have to rely on modules to do it. And if the modules aren't doing it, then what the fuck? Uh, Pro um, I did hear from um, yes Scott Auerbach. Auerbach uh, got back to me re the Pro I O and his experience with it. Uh, he had uh, lots of good stuff to say, and he was very happy with his his audio regular audio guy was was happier working with the pro io but uh when i asked him actually how he was going with the dc out he said actually i never used it and went off and tested it and said ah absolutely no dc no voltage coming out of this one i might have to send it back so he's um having similar issues but it wasn't affecting him so to each their own but definitely pro io has got some teething teething issues there Moving still on.
0: Away from gear. Yes. Oh, I should point out the wheel handle was shipping. <laughs> the um, wheel handle. So we, we expected last year, uh, in fact it was said it was going to be out, Red Ray player and Red Projector. We got one of them. We got the Red Ray. Mm, we didn't get the projector. So that was meant to be simultaneous left and right eye 3D, up to 120 frames a second, 25,000-hour uh, laser, no calibration, under 10K on a 15-foot screen, Suitable for scaling out this year. Big posters saying Big posters. out this year,
1: i.e., 2012. No projector. Yeah. I mean, it's not. It's not something I would have probably well, I tucked think it under makes my the red, arm and it, taken it, it through as excess red, baggage. But none, it, nonetheless, it, there'd be a lot of facilities and a lot of a lot of grading houses. A lot of people would welcome, would very much welcome this uh, that little object for t- for ten grand. It makes under. the
0: red ray player make more sense.
1: Yeah, I think there's the the whole ecosystem of the red ray. Uh what was the distribution system I can't remember. I think that's 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 gone a little bit gone a little bit quiet and gone a little bit dark on that whole uh s- distribution system for well, it the k
0: hmm? It needs the projector.
1: Yeah, but there's a projector, but then also you've got at the same time there are also getting a camera out the door that has a higher resolution than any of them. I know that the projector and the, um, uh, red ray and all that back end was, is a delivery system, not a capture system. But I think it's kind of, I'm sure it's very hard for them when they're developing stuff at one end of town, that's going to be affecting the other end, you know, that they're accelerating at one end as fast as they can at the other. Um, so I'm sure it's very hard. And also, you know, the, 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 the resources, the amount of people they need to develop all this stuff is huge. Just developing a projector. There's probably projector companies out there that are bigger than Red alone just doing projectors. Uh, like Christie. But they're shipping projectors. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have not seen the projector. Hopefully we'll see more on, on that this year and it will definitely uh, ship Because it does, on specs, with money, all that stuff, it does seem outstandingly good.
0: Yes. Well, there's some other stuff that we were talking about at NAB last year, just to run through it kind of quickly. We looked at uh, Pretend, uh, which was uh, post-stuff for doing um, stereo. They took an entire year to get out of beta. So they've just come out of beta now. I'm just saying what we talked about last year. I looked it up. Right. Pretend.
1: I don't remember talking about that one last year, but that was... um when was it meant to be? It was meant well, to be in beta for a little bit, a yeah, little less like than three the months year after
0: shipping. I've got to right. say, this is my thing. I think things should be three months after. If you can't, if you can't ship within three months of NAB, yeah, don't show it. Um, yeah. but you know, look, yeah. I mean, if uh, you don't have a firm,
1: a firm locked in, you know it for gold certain that that this is going to ship, or you have a firm. Uh, release date don't
0: yeah i mean this is don't mention by the, it there's some guys that used to be running shake right alan uh, glenn edwards and stuff and the trouble is they're a year late and they're shipping it and now they're saying they got something else and i gotta tell you i'm just being honest not inclined to cover it yeah delays time, hurt everybody it delays
1: yeah. it. no one wants to cover it it becomes boy who cries wolf no one yep. bothers no one gets no one gets as excited to see the release of the next thing if your last thing only just shipped the week before no one's going to get as excited at covering it, promoting it, socially networking it, um, putting their money down. Even you know, as you just, everyone just gets a little bit burnt by all this sort of stuff. It becomes very wearying, and it's harder and harder to get excited about it. Particularly hey. a lot of people more and more
0: relying on word of mouth and social network to pass this stuff along. Don't you think? Absolutely. Another big one that was announced at NAB last year, probably the biggest software one, was Smoke. Yeah. So we had uh, Smoke, huge launch done. Um, It has shipped. It was delayed a long time, or rather it was in a public beta for a long time. And I think that it went, in my personal opinion, it went to public beta a little early. uh, And then it stayed there for what seemed like until Christmas. Um, Mm. But it's certainly out. It's a new um, and uh, innovative kind of way that they rejigged the Smoke product. And since it has come out, Flame has done the same thing. Uh, so I think it was a case of... Well, see, I mean, does that count? This is the other thing, isn't it? Like the three-month rule. Does it count to get a public beater out? Certainly when Smoke public beta first came out, it had a lot of bugs in it. Yeah. So, I mean, would you prefer them to get a product... I don't know, with a camera? I don't think they want somebody to get a camera out that's that buggy. No. So it well, has again, has It's you just, not it, just rushing people, it out the door.
1: Yeah, people get gunshot out of it. That um, Smoke... <sighs> Yeah, as you say, I went to beta a bit early. It was not ready for 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 a piece of software that was designed well, it was the whole push to make the NR, NLE part of that software more to the forefront to make it uh, as a, a piece of software that could cover everything, that could take you from edit through you know, through online and grade and all that sort of stuff, take you almost where you, you wouldn't need to leave the app. Um the the dream is still there, and hopefully someone will or they will improve it. But the problem is they they attracted everybody to that beta, with the uh, and everyone. Well, I I can I can only count for myself and people that I've spoken to were completely put off by it. That it was not ready for prime time. The NLE was not attractive enough. The because that was the first part of that pipeline. That's the first bit. Okay, great. Let's have a ch- try. This. Let's start cutting something. Oh, this is shit shut it down delete didn't even bother to get I had a quick quick click around to be honest probably didn't give it much more time than it was worth but you know people only don't give this stuff much much time you know you have a very limited amount of time to to make make to to, to make an impression you know and to catch people don't you think I I, I, oh, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't I, if it's designed to be an all-in-one app that takes you from one end to the other if the first part of it didn't capture me or even feel like it was even close to being being workable, then I didn't even bother with looking at the rest of it because then what's the point? You know, if, it, if, it, if
0: you're trying to be all in one and you can't even get one bit to be part of the one... Well, you know, it's you not know? as if we don't have a precedence for this because Apple trumpeted at NAB Final Cut yep. X, yep. you know, 10. Yep, It was going to be everything. And when Final Cut X released, you were... One of the oh, uh, people that uh, one of very many it, yeah, pointed yeah, out yeah, its uh, shortcomings. Yep, yeah, yep,
1: yeah. and again, that it's going to take them a long time to recover from that. I don't know that will. Yeah, it's 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 it. It's getting it's do gaining use, acceptance with every cap? people who's with every person who starts afresh with FCPX. That's one new person. But do you use it? No, I don't use it. I think. What what are you using? now? I think a couple of a months or so ago, I thought, oh, I'll just give it another go. It's had a few iterations. It's been, you know, it's been, yep. been, it's been uh, adapted and changed. Had a lot of feedback put into it. They spent a lot of time trying to make it part of, you know, trying to fix up a lot of the the negative publicity and all, a lot of the negative launch issues. And my just it, it didn't, still didn't grab me. It had some some features were better and the dual screen stuff and a lot of things were improved, but it still did not. Uh, didn't grab me. I'm Premiere uh, at this stage. Um, happiest with Premiere. It's, it's still not. There's still some things it doesn't quite do for me that uh, FCP 7 did, and the way that the um, the way the UI worked and the workflow. Um, but uh, I think I'm happier. I'm I'm definitely I'm very very happy with it, and it's it comes along with every iteration. Uh, 6 is better than 5.5, CS 5.5 was, and I can only hope that, uh, and from what I understand, the future uh, of the CS and of Premiere is, is um, looking better and better, and they are actively working on, 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 on improving it with every iteration. Hint, hint.
0: I'm definitely uh, a Premiere user and think that it's it's great. I moved over from Final Cut. Yeah. When Final Cut seemed to be running into a T-intersection, probably the way to describe it. Mm. I wouldn't say that Final Cut wasn't moving forward. It was just moving tangentially to the direction I wanted to move. It was mm. moving, and I didn't want to take that T-turn, so I, um, yeah, I jumped. Yeah, I think, uh, but
1: for Smoke, uh, I guess, is it worth another look? My, do you know, has the NLE changed much? Has has that first part of their all-in-one-app workflow uh moved on much
0: from the beta oh yeah no i mean smoke is a lot better than the beta yeah absolutely um i don't know that um you're going to be super happy with mm. it but uh, i think if you're happy with premiere i would say stay there but if you are doing more finishing work then yeah smoke is um um is great and yeah uh, is much more stable now and does a lot more stuff
1: look i'm a small part of that market right which yeah. are people who uh, had resolve, do a bit of resolve, do a bit of premiere, you know, do, do a bit of all of that, don't do much, maybe post, maybe a bit of After Effects, that's about it. But, uh, I'm not a post production person, I'm not someone who uses smoke all the time, uh, I, I can't, you can't. Uh, I suppose you can't take away from the fact that this is still a very impressive product for the money yeah. and that this is still actually smoke for whatever it is three yes. something grand versus fifty or whatever it used
0: to be but you're still of the opinion that that Final Cut is a insult to editing um. <sighs> look it's
1: it's a it's an insult to have called it to make it um the next version of, of Final Cut Pro to to take everybody who was on board from Final Cut Pro 7, since originally, I think I've yeah, been using it since version 1.2, um, to to say that this is the next version and we're going to dump FCP 7 and this is the next version of it. It's not. It's a complete rewrite. It's a complete redo. It's a complete new product. And it also rethinks the way nonlinear editing uh, should work. And that is terrific for people who are coming clean to non to to editing who have don't have the whole muscle memory, don't have years of embedded uh, working knowledge of of an NLE and and how it should be or how it has been laid out in the past. If you're new to it, terrific! Leap, jump on board. It's clever, fast, smart. Lots of plugins. People are developing plugins every week for it. It's 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 terrific, but. If you don't have to undo years of years of, of 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 other apps, then this is this is probably a terrific app for those people. Just not for it's just not FCP eight. It should be called something else.
0: So I was making a obviously too subtle joke um, about Christopher God. Doyle, then that you didn't get. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but now i now I've. Um, uh, yeah. the spotlight of your RC focus on it. I'm not sure how much we should actually get
1: into this Chris Doyle's uh, impression on the Oscar win it for was, Life of Pi. It
0: was quite a remarkable He's uh f- went round the net very kind of, up front. I don't know. Up front? Yeah, I would say up front. Lower the dosage or um I don't know, maybe add some mineral water to the I Chardonnay. think okay, so I think I think um I'm going to say this. I've I really don't think Claudia Miranda deserves the crap he's getting over the life of pie thing.
1: No. It 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 shouldn't be because you win an award doesn't mean that you should
0: cop shit for how the how that award was decided, you know? Yeah, because that's the thing. Like it's everyone's acting like he stood up and said, you know, there's no way that um that uh, blah blah blah. The thing is he was voted. It's the academy that did yeah, it. Yeah, it's a vote. Terrific. You can't so, take that away from him. He won it, but it's it's it should
1: reflect more on the academy, the way that the way the vote was decided at, and 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 how much, and how much of uh, a, I guess a bit of a more of a bullshit. Um,
0: Process the Academy Awards has and become. You know, as far as the VFX industry goes, he spoke fairly well about it behind the scenes, as in, you know, the press walk when he got yeah. off stage. Yeah, it would have been, he should have, I'm not even saying it would be nice, he should have signalled um, the great contribution of the VFX artists from the stage when he got the Oscar. Very hard, but with that, such limited time. Well, um, he should have done funny that. how
1: his time was a little bit less limited than anybody accepting award for the visual effects yeah. itself quite an astounding thing to see. What shits me about the Oscars is that, you know, you can have two-hour-long uh, lead-up, million fucking unrelated musical numbers, but when it actually comes time to celebrate the people who's actually won awards, what this actual show is actually about people who spent two, three, whatever years you might spend on a feature film doing visual effects or or shooting it or being the director. When it comes time for you to actually say something and thank people, you get played off. That disgusts me that you can spend... What was the presenter's name again? You can have, like... There was an inordinately long, mind-numbingly long, um, comedic lead-up to the beginning of the show just went on for fucking ever. Uh, yet you could just cut one little skit out of that and give everybody who had to receive an award another 10 15 seconds. And definitely don't cut them off before their time because you think they're going to say something political. Jesus. I mean, that just has done more wrong for the Academy Awards. And as as the, and the winning of this award, the assigning of this award, um has done more damage, I think, to the academy awards. Me, especially for me, I've just taken it all the more less,
0: more and more with a pinch of yeah, of salt than huge I did fan before. Of Seth MacFarlane's kind of lame jokes. Yeah, but, that, the, the whole that, but anyway, but that, that was that was frustrating. For a second, I but, think that I, I personally think that um, Skyfall should have won the Oscar. I, that's just my personal opinion. Uh, Anna Karenina is pretty. Was that? For,
1: was that? That was that was nominated, wasn't it? I can't remember what the nominate.
0: I also were. think that um, that should have said something when he uh, accepted the award. But that being said, he doesn't deserve the shit that's been piled on him for. Because no. I know people that have worked with him on set, and it, apparently he's not disrespectful to the visual effects team. He's not producing crap work that's being fixed up by somebody else. And it is actually hard work. To film incredibly complex effect sequences, especially if they're in a boat, in a tank, like that—that is, it's not as if uh, it was an animated feature where, you know, you say, "Well, hang on," he was just advising. Like, I mean, he was doing hard work. It was massive. I mean, yeah, you can't get a film to look that good, visual effects-based
1: movie to look that good, without serious, uh, a seriously good DOP making it so. And every day is going to be a. a massive amount of interaction with visual effects department, working out where is the sun going to be here, where is the light, you know, what's, what's our world, what's our situation, what am I lighting for? As you know, Mike, you can't get 90% of a great key is, is not just how, how beautifully, alle- evenly illuminated the green screen is. It's the
0: lighting on the subject, and does it match? You know, li- well, mismatched Claudio, lighting is, yeah. is... I think Claudio is a really good cinematographer. I think that Life of Pi is a really good film um, and the fact that visual effects weren't given the credit they want is one thing. But yeah. I think uh, I think just in the area of who should have got the Oscar, if you are rewarding Claudio for the VFX team's work, yes. in a sense, that that's, is, that's an issue that's not Claudio's that fault. Is,
1: that is a very broken... And it's very hard to... for It just goes... I I'm, I don't know. I know very little about how the the the, the um academy and who is actually voting. Sixty two year olds that are yeah white guys. It's that are voting. It's clear like that they a lot of the th- th- this is not cinemat cinematographers judging these awards, and they would know what goes into it. If you look at something like well, Skyfall uh, the, Karinina, the category. Seamus McGarvey's work on Anna Karenina, which is just that it's just an astounding looking looking film I haven't seen Django I've seen a lot of Life of Pi but not all of it Lincoln looks great Skyfall is mind-bendingly great but there is other more and this is to the heart of of somewhat of what Christopher Doyle says is that uh you're not that. There's was plenty of other things out there that were more in camera, more towards the core of what cinematography was, and 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 there was other there was other things nominated that were more uh, the cinematography was more based on the in camera efforts versus um, you know CGI elements, of course.
0: Yeah. So so, so I I agree with
1: him, but fuck man. Uh, the um, links in the show notes, of course, but uh, if you Google Christopher Doyle and Life of Pryor, you're gonna you're gonna see uh, excerpts of his of his think, rant yeah, at a press conference about it.
0: Some of his rant is on target, but some I don't. It is. I really don't want to support a rant no. part of it that aims straight at Claudio because I don't think that's fair.
1: No, no, it's it's not fair. But you know, it was an interesting some of it rings true and some of it is uh, it, it was it was good to somewhat maybe for the wrong reasons highlight some of the issues behind this the 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 awarding of this uh, particular oscar and highlighting how potentially broken the system is that that, uh, that this is where, how this is the direction awards get okay so get
0: thrown so, let's swing our attention to what we want to see. We've discussed some of it, but what are the three things you most want to see at uh n a b in a week's time or so two weeks mm. time okay four k alexa <laughs>
1: uh well, I don't shoot an awful lot with the alexa i just i would have thought. I would, I'm not particularly barracking for one. I think 2.5K gets gets it, the job done, but I would be surprised if they didn't bring one out sooner, if not at NAB, then it would definitely have to be in the works. Uh, when you look at the push to 4K as a finishing, um, not much stuff's being finished now in, in 4K, but when you look at the huge push that we've discussed of, of Ultra HD uh, for the home, uh, and you can definitely walk into any big you know any sort of uh big tv store here and, and definitely see ultra hd sets um whether the audience at home is going to notice the difference or not it's another thing but uh the push is there uh it may take a while for adoption and i'd i would have thought 4k a 4k Alexa um is in the works whether we'll see one at nab i don't think so we can ask Ari when we're when we're there hopefully doing our yearly chat with them uh it's not high on my list uh for me I don't really care too much about the megapixel race this is just like mimicking what happened in um you know in stills cameras the stills cameras were running out of um running out of things to compete with each other and it became this sort of megapixel race we didn't need you know it became to this point where everyone could print uh, a a print as as large as they would like and and wasn't really about how many much more many men how many megapixels a camera has over another one it was it's now come back down to sensitivity and sensor size i think sensor size will be i'd like to see that be the next um push and i would love to see some uh a full frame or getting to, full, it doesn't have to be completely full frame, but get, get you know, a, a bit more, a larger sensors. Right. Uh, like a C a C C200 that was a full frame version or a, a Sony FS, so I don't know, something. Um, I'd like to see uh, a full frame uh, camera with RAW-ish, uh, a little bit better codec, um, easily GPU accelerated codecs, um, more open source codecs. Uh, light, weight, small, full-frame camera with great ergonomics. Um, yeah, full full-frame is a beautiful look that I still do miss with 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 the Epic. I have it with the 5D Mark III, but you know, I've the world has now seen so much better in the the codec department, and we're starting to see the uh, the 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 brilliance in. Something slightly beyond 1080p um, and and crushed, compressed 8-bit DSLR images. If any part of the DSLR experience was dead, I think it should be the the, the codecs, and uh, we need to move on there. Forget megapixels. Uh, we want sen- we want um, some more sensitive cameras and ones with uh, you know just a little bit more better codec. We've we've seen too much DSLR type stuff now, don't you think?
0: Yeah, I guess to me, um, there's uh, there is no real need to go. I mean, I, I really don't have a desire to go to 6K on the um, red, mm. as much as I do when I go to dynamic range. Yeah, on the red, I want the dragon. For I that. don't want to have the data hit, but I do want to have the a larger, range, yeah. a larger sensor,
1: and definitely the dynamic yeah. range.
0: Yeah. S- so, um, I think the other thing that we want to uh, well, I don't know. Do we think we've we've exhausted lenses? I mean, are we not exhausted them? I mean, we feel like we are hanging back, waiting for a bunch of new glass. Yeah. What what, Uh, what do you want? Well, I think
1: I'd as cameras become you know more affordable, more owner operator thing. We've seen lots of cameras that you could happily own. I think we want to. I'd like to see more adapted glass, not just cine, cine modded stills lenses, but Stuff like the uh, the Canon Cine Primes, uh, yeah. affordable five. I say affordable with inverted commas. Like I'm talking five, six, something grand, three to four to five to six grand a lens. From um, uh, I'd like to to see the the uh, a 35 mil in the Cine in the Canon Cine Primes and fill out that set. I'd love to see. Um, some other people, I think, uh, Schneider have announced a set of, um, there's smaller cine, uh, cine primes, um, that I think are all 2.8. Uh, obviously, I'd love to see fast stuff, but they're coming out with, uh, a set of, um, uh, smaller lightweight cine, uh, cine primes. I think afford affordable, matched, fast glass. I uh, also would love to see that in an anamorphic. At the moment, anamorphics are relegated to the Arri anamorph. You know, the the, the very high end, or hodgepodge old glass rehoused ebay special old russian stuff and you know a real kind of mixed bag um would be how astounding would it be to have like the um a small kind of anamorphic like rockinons or something you know how cool would it be to have a set of um it doesn't have to be a massive set you know you can get away with a lot more when you're dealing with anamorphic you don't have to have such a huge range of lenses in terms of such a varied size ranges you can get away with a little bit less lens changes i think in in that uh, in that um format so i'd love to see affordable um fastish uh, anamorphic primes yeah i think len- lenses we we yet to to get there but things are getting better I'd love to see less people just taking their cinema uh, like their their stills glass like like Zeiss have done with the CP2s just take a whole bunch of match of designed lenses and at all different sort of stops and then just put pins in the irises to make them all match and then put a housing around the outside and call it a call it a match set of glass it's not quite right but the the demand is there as I say, as lenses, as cameras get more affordable, cameramen are going to want to want want glass they can own. You know, the, it's terrific to have the S4s and S5s and twenty fifteen twenty yeah. thousand dollar a lens stuff for rental for 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 big shows for feature work. You know, yeah. for for the big box cameras. But you know, cameras are getting smaller. We want to have that same. You know that same range and that that same kind of accessibility and that that same availability but for you know the small- the smaller stuff the f fifty we need we need the we need the we need the cook s four answer to for for our sony f
0: five say mm. no i agree i mean um i've got to say for me personally the idea of renting lenses it's Yeah, it's not just the money. It's the flexibility of being able to um, plan your shoots and do stuff and respond to things that are changing. Mm. And obviously, you want to have a really good set of lenses and obviously, um, you can say this is a great generic set of lenses. But more often than not, you want to rent lenses because you want specialist lenses. Yeah. So, you know, you sort of need to have your base stuff in your bag and then you're just going for that extra bit of glass that I don't need right now. And that's where I've stopped buying. I've stopped buying so much of the specialist glass and saying, you know, because I, I know I can get that, but unless it's got a specialist need, I want to be able to just have flexibility in my own setup and not have anticipated uh, all of that in advance. Mm. I, I just don't... I mean, maybe I just don't plan stuff well enough, but I mean, I I, I used to have this attitude with post-production. Like I used to think, what did you like the most about a flame? And I, my answer used to be, you know what, given this box... And most circumstances, I'll be able to get out of it. Like, yes, there are things that I'm going to have to get um, someone else to come in for and help me with. Mm. But as a general workhorse, I can just do it myself. Yeah. And that's my attitude with lenses. Like, I want a set of lenses that I can cover. And, yeah, I'll buy specialist lenses when they're cheap, like that 500 mil we talked about. But, you know, I'll happily rent the shift and tilt that I want for a particular job. Mm. But I want I want to own the rest. I just yeah. want to have a good set of lenses I know I can trust that are what I want, and then when something comes up, I can just go grab it, even mm. though I didn't know I kind of wanted it, as long as it's in the zone. Yeah, I think for cinematographers it's becoming, and, you know,
1: and cinema director cinematographers, it's becoming another form of another income stream, you know, as you get a little bit pushed for rates and for fees and you just get that little bit sort of, hassled maybe oh well you know it's a five day shoot or it's a three week shoot or whatever it is can you what can we do on rates You there's other it's another potential income stream where you can you know when gear was half a million dollars quarter of a million dollars you know it wasn't you didn't even think about it and now you can get perfectly workable stuff for a lot cheaper the the temptation to own this stuff becomes very strong and it becomes i've definitely you know been able to retain my working rate or expand on it or or bundle it in you know or make 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 my rate more attractive by bundling in with with gear or you know and still not and not have to give away gear for free and I still make money on the equipment but it becomes another income as the, as the gear becomes more affordable. It becomes another income stream, and as long as you're bringing professional gear to set production, mm-hmm. comp- or producers don't really care as long as it's workable, no, it's, it's fine. Fun. Camera assistants can still come and test it, and it can get you know, and it's not going to screw up, and it, it's 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 put together well they don't really mind it almost makes their job easier they don't have to it's another it's another, It's a ton less phone calls they have to make great bring your own gear terrific have you got everything good just you deal with the camera assistant and he'll come and pick it up so I think yeah you definitely want to be able to expand that into into stuff like like lensing and the the more we can have that's Pro gear, this is not for every job, you know, this, again, this is not for a big massive TV series, this is not for a feature, this is this is for the work-a-day guy doing multi-day TVCs or documentaries or, uh, or indie film or all that sort of stuff, you know, if you can be indie film DP and offer up your whole kit that you know, and it's, it's also the thing that when you start to own your own gear you can personalise it, you get it just right rather than have to <laughs> so rent true. it and find it. Oh, so true. I can, oh, I have to find that little shoulder bracket that I loved. Oh, that's out. Oh, damn, yeah. I'll have to just make something up or, you know, the more you can, it's very, very, it becomes all you get more attached to your gear as you personalise it and, you know, have the bits and bobs that you, you love and it all works well and you don't have to explain it to everything, to everybody. It all just kind of fits and it's used to, you know, ergonomically, it's, it's how you, you like to work and, mm-hmm and, and all, all the filters are just right say, and nothing's in, yeah. you know.
0: I've got to say, for me personally, in the last, I was going to think about this, like what would excite me the most and and uh, I, I shifted my thinking just then to what did I mark on my NAB map as stuff that I wanted to look yeah. at. And i got to say, the stuff that I was marking on that NAB map was a lot of stuff to do with lights in the, in the central hall. Yeah. Because getting good quality aerial lights is something that's like really hot mm. to me right now. I have got a good glass, we have really good cameras. Yeah. I want the um, the the 6K uh, dragon, but as I say, not for 6K for the dynamic range. But I, I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm really not suffering. Like the pictures look crappy. Yeah. It's now. Can I light them the way I want to light them? And can I get those lighting packages small enough and portable enough? Um, can I sort out the power on them? And can I get the goddamn quality of the light uh, to not be all over the shop? Getting much pa- and you are getting uh,
1: definitely from what I've seen of stuff that's been released just over the year pre. Post last NAB, there should be a lot of stuff on show that people haven't necessarily, is out and about, but hasn't really been in the public eye. LED lights have got so much better, even in the last 12, you know, 6, 12 months. Colour acuity has got much better. Brightness has got much better. Um I just want, yeah so just also, the bang for your buck and the, the quality is just going to be terrific we are going yeah we thought there was a lot of led lights last year there's going to be a ton more this year i reckon yeah. and brighter and better and and more affordable
0: yeah and, and chimeras. like i'd like to get get like a big area light i mean if you can get a a um i i think that just going for flat uh, area led panels isn't enough yeah. like we need to get beyond that because and, you
1: and they're encroaching. They're encroaching on every like, like Fresnel lights, big lights, yep. large film units, um, the stuff that you would have put in in a big Shamira. Uh, All of this the LED is encroaching hugely into the onset lighting. And if it means you have to have a lot less expensive, a, a smaller, more portable Jenny on the street, and less cabling yeah, and really. less dicking around, if you can get more units and more lights and, and, and they're, if they're lighter they're easier to, to manoeuvre around they don't get so hot you don't have to wait for them to cool down before you can pack them you away you don't have to worry
0: about three phase power you don't yeah. no have to worry about lines you don't have to worry about flickering and yep.
1: all of this sort of stuff this stuff's getting very very good I think getting, and getting it getting is really taking quality. the pro market by yeah.
0: storm. getting the quality of the lighting is now much more like it used to be that you felt like if I could just go wide open and have like a really big sensor then yeah. the shallow depth of film it's gonna look really pretty and that's extreme to a certain extent but it's a oversimplification as well but I just feel like now the the game has moved to you know what um, people are trying to do a lot of stuff with just available light and sometimes that works really really well but there are a lot of other occasions yeah. when I'm inside and I need to actually light stuff properly Yep. And, um, and lighting stuff properly and not having it like the first one to fall for me was sound mm. when sound went from the mic on the camera to proper miking on people the quality of people's production just lifted enormously, right? Yeah. Like, right away now, if I ever see a, a short film and I saw one the other day with bad audio... Yes, so I saw bored. one the other day too with bad audio and I thought,
1: wow, my God.
0: Yeah. Then yeah. the next thing that went was, well, I want better image quality. Obviously, I want, you know, not I'm not talking about progressive, <laughs> but I mean, we're way beyond that. But I mean, you know, just better... Quality, um, lensing, depth of field, and stuff. Mm. I feel like I've kind of got a lot of that. I'm not saying yeah. it's perfect, but I've got a lot of it. Yeah. And and now I notice, you know, really good, um, dop lighting people's eyes really well, and and just controlling the the light in the mm. spaces really well, having an evenness and a, a motivated light, but still managing to keep it kind of Hollywood esque. Like, so it's it's attractive. It's not documentary style, but it's motivated by either practicals or, or pseudo practicals, and that's what's really the the place that I'm sort of noticing quality of um, of craftsmanship right in right now. Yeah, and you're noticing and
1: it, if it means for the and um, what it does mean for say the sort of indie low budgety film guy, he can have a a lot more lights in a smaller truck, and he can have more lights being moved around the set easier. Yep. If they're lighter, they're easier to rig. They He's, can go off a C stand absolutely. instead of having to be a big yep. goalpost scaff yep. pipe arrangement. Uh, the they, they, there's less the cable runs. It's yep. you know you can have the you know you can have the same lighting package that you had before, but but in 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 much more easily maneuverable rigged, less man hours. If something that does you know you can have a a unit that can go up on one stand that doesn't need a huge crank up stand with with fifty trillion cables. Uh, you know that need you need a guy just to be running carrying the big cables on his shoulder I mean know. I
0: honestly think that what used to be a truck were really close to being what I'm going to call a SUV or a station wagon yeah and if you could get the the lighting truck you know like like you know way back in the days like you would be like a friggin pantech looking yeah, thing a like lar- kind of, yeah a full on like removalist truck moving a large home from intercontinentally inter- inter- moving a large yeah. home sized truck and then it went to a, a small truck and we, we shot one um yep. Here recently with a small truck and it was perfect right but still there's a lot of hmis coming out there's a lot of um heavier lights and stuff being used because uh and as you say everything scales with it and you need another guy uh to help you know gaffer and and uh best boy and just a bunch of people because they've got in real areas serious power issues but if you're on location and that could be something that would fit in an suv like you've got a camera car Mm and a lighting car as opposed to a lighting truck mm. that would be my um that would be my sweet spot for this kind of independent level um and, and you know yeah everything scales with it time to take set setup, power that's used risk
1: um yeah and yeah i don't think necessarily it's been affected by the led technology but more budget wise but for the average tvc or sort of long small long formish project it's uh, it's a large, a large van or a small truck. You know, like, yeah. like the tall, like the tall transit vans yeah. and that kind of thing. And it's loaded with KinoFlows flows, and it's it's also coming from the look as well. People want that more natural look. It's about adding stuff to the natural light well, and, and working is, with that, ISO is rather better. than completely blacking out yeah. an entire place and putting five xenons through every window. Yeah,
0: but also because the ISO is so much better. Yeah, this you is can. true because it's yeah. all about the quality of light rather than the quantity and dynamic range is better. Yep. Dynamic range of the yep.
1: cameras. If you're not if you're not being immediately if you don't have to start tracing windows or pumping a ton of light into your room to balance out bright windows because your camera can now handle it and make it look like you had a lot more firepower and a lot more sort of yep. gelling of windows than you know that's probably one of the largest things
0: that's happening and we are going to see that uh, again. So because at the end of the day, what, what really makes a story is normally actors and close-ups and people shots. And, yes. And you can get magnificent bits of kit that will give you great tracking shots uh, across wildflowers with you know sliders. But, but that isn't what you tend to make films about. You tend to make yeah. films about people. Mm. And if you, can, if you could come up with a lighting package that allows you to do the kind of walk-and-talk complex interaction of a multi-character drama and light them really well... I mean, I, again, I was watching Good Wife last night. I mean, it's just such a beautifully lit show. Mm. I mean, I know it's not realistic, but who cares? It is just gorgeously lit that show. Mm. Anyway, so that's what I'm looking for at NAB. I yeah. want, I want more smaller packet, large output area light stuff. I think, yeah, you're
1: yeah. going to be spoiled for choice. I think uh, Red Dragon, as we've touched on, I definitely want to see. I, I've held on to the red thing for a while, not held on to it, but I've been very happy with it, knowing full well that there was looking forward, there was an upgrade path, and thank you, Red, for offering that, that there's an upgrade path to go to a larger sensor. I have I love the look. I've always loved, you know, the 5D thing has reinvented what I do, and that, fi- that full-frame look has been fantastic. I love the Epic. I love everything it can do. It's a grown-up solution to that, but look-wise, it's not quite where the 5D was in terms of it's that can't beat that full frame look not necessarily shallow depth of field but to have some drop off on a really wide on wide on wider lenses it's, it is a completely different subconscious look so if I, I for Red Dragon I'd love to I know it's not completely full frame but I'm very happy with whatever it is 1, one mm. to 1.7 or so I want what's going to that, seal the deal as to whether I upgrade to Red Dragon stick with the Epic or completely just dump it and move on because that upgrade path is now closed will be how much is this, how much is the sensor going to be, how long is it going to take to get, you know, what is the rollout for this sensor, how dependent is that sensor going to be on a new red Rocket Pro, say, and how much is that card reported, rumored 10k whatever card, uh, how much is that card going to cost and how can you? How much can you do without that card, with this larger, along with the full frame or the near full frame comes uh, the larger um, data hit. So if you add up having to upgrade to larger SSDs, potentially buy a new proprietary card because you can't do anything else, and the sensor, how much the sensor costs? It this could be a fifteen to twenty thousand dollar operation. I'd love to be surprised. I'm h- open to pl- be being being made happy by the fact that you maybe that the Red Ra- Red Rocket Pro or whatever it's going to be called is an option, and you can get by perfectly with your original Red Red Rocket. I'd be happy to that happen. I'd happy to you know just be able to just buy the sensor, and you can get by. But I'm also worried, and I would love to have my fears allayed. That this is going to be, to do it right, is going to be a potentially twenty thousand dollar turnaround thing. In which case, I, 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 I'd hate to say that I'm out. (laughs) I don't want twenty thousand. I don't know. Well, if you, if you say, if say a Red Rocket Pro is ten k we don't know how much the cards be but it could be 9 could be $10,000 for, for sorry for the um the I sensor honestly can't see the sensor why we're could not be 8 or, or 9 grand for, for the, the GP, sensor
0: gpus mm-hmm. are you're not going to be able to do this I, I honestly think we're heading down a path gpus should be able to do this There's going to be a time not too far away gpus should be able to do this
1: well i as i say i'm i'm this is devil's an, advocate an, an, i don't want Nvidia this card. to be the case but you know we it, it, it's a possibility if if red's hanging on to Proprietary codecs that can only be decoded properly with the best efficiency by cards that they own, and also you're tying you into a card, a card that is a PCI card that is tying you into a uh, a piece of computer that is no longer made. We're still waiting on what the next Mac Pro is at the moment. If, if it's a you know, PCI card, we don't know ah, what it is. Now, now it's if it's not a PCI that. card, then what is it going to go in and how much is that going to cost?
0: And Interesting that you should mention that because the rumor mill, I don't know if you follow this rumor mill, <sighs> is that there is, in fact, a new Mac Tower Pro thing coming mm. around the time of NAB. This has been a rumor for some no, time. No, 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 no. This, yeah. is, uh, this, well, this is, is the new rumor. This is the new Have rumor. Have I heard the new rumor? Yeah, no, and, and with good reason, right? there. They're running down stocks on the old one. There's Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Cook claimed that there would be one this year. Yes. I, I'm, look, I'm saying, I don't have any inside knowledge. Who does for Apple? But wouldn't that be the... I imagine there was and like What a, form
1: will it be, though? Are they going to stick to PCI, in which case you're throwing away you, you, you're worth your worth, your Red Rocket card is, is you know... And, and the, I, the other part of this... the
0: PCI 3, because they're already supporting it in the OS... And they have no product that needs it, yep. and it's in the OS, and I'm just saying, yep. it's in the latest release. And not only that, but there's, uh, you know, no Thunderbolt on that uh, big box. Yep, it, yep, yep. Just saying.
1: No, it, could be, it could be great. Uh, the other quick part for the Red Dragon thing, to be factored in or out, will it be, won't it be, what will be the... Um, Sort of trade in or upgrade sort of deal, you know, if you're early ish X or M adopter, Are you looking for a what's Dragon? your sort of swap over thing for Dragon, for Dragon to inc- going to be?
0: Oh, Hang on, for the sensor or for yeah. the Red Rocket?
1: Because they obviously talked about the fact that uh, for Scarlet, it's not going to be a simple bring your body and we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll just swap up your, 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 your Scarlet. It's, it doesn't look like it's going to be possible to do the Red Dragon. It's just too much of a change to do Red Dragon into a Scarlet. So there, there's already talk about uh, and has been largely mentioned that there will be an upgrade path for your Scarlet to go to a uh, red dragon uh a red dragon epic now if the cost of the the sensors are already going to be expensive how much will that cost How what will that change ever be for 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 scarlet scarlet owners so and and if you're an existing x or m owner uh, red are obviously always keen to look after and have always done amazing and impressive trade in deals or, you know, giving you what you almost or what or close to what you paid for your original item back on the next iteration of, 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 of it. So we'll, you know, be interesting to see what, what that turnaround will be, if, if, if anything, and how that will make this whole upgrade worthwhile or not. Because as I say, there's a lot of other stuff out there. We just shit we don't even know that's been, that, that could be released. The competition is, is growing and Red will have to work hard to keep the faithful um, faithful. <laughs> <laughs> to keep the faithful faithful. Well, you know, people... Uh, there's a lot of water under the bridge since since the whole revol- Red Revolution started, and, and there's... A lot of other options out there, not, you know, not, not. There's no 6K options. There's no real, true, full-on raw options. There's no. There's a lot of stuff that Red still does right, but you know,
0: it's there's a lot out there to shake people's, to shake, shake the party f- faithful. Okay, let me just ask you one question though, and it's the the elephant in the room. If you didn't go forward with, where are you going? I don't know you going to a Canon professional I cinema think, camera, or are you going to?
1: I think, I there is actually other. There's right. other options and like there to explore other. somehow to get to full frame, or theref, that's that's my the holy grail. And again, that's what I've thought I've hung on to for Red Dragon, or get close to it. Yeah, you know, we talked about those speed booster things, the Metabone speed booster adapter thing, which is like the a reverse. Yeah the the adapter that took, that lets you put a um, full frame capable lens, EOS lenses, say, on um, a Super Thirty Five camera, but it had to be the sort of mirrorless gate depth. Remember, it actually gained you half a stop or so and gave you f- full frame field of view on Super Thirty Five sensors. On Super Thirty Five sensors. Yes, like uh, it was like stuff. from yeah, yeah. Sony yeah. NEX. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, the gate depth of a Sony NEX camera is about 18 mil. That is exactly the same as an F55 if you take off that crazy Sony FZ adapter, <laughs> right? So, it's possible. I'm not What You know, it's going to be really hard to do the whole EOS, to do it as a smart mount. But as an unsmart mount, it's entirely possible to, to for someone, someone. <laughs> is this on? To create <laughs> an adapter to do this optically, if we if it's too hard for some people to do full frame uh, and do the whole RAW and do or do near RAW or do you know mega resolutions and to to get it all uh, in in a workable camera, let's look at this okay. optical reducer technology. Right, let's, I, if you can adapt can a super thirty five camera that has RAW capa- ish capabilities portable, nice ergonomics, yet lets you put one of these or is, has has one of these adapters um, grafted or or made for it? It's a, um, I think...
0: EOS. I think what we FZ. need... Yeah, okay. I think what we need is um, we need someone to address the market that I think was the heartland that was red. So here's my thing. I think you want an actual sort of scarlet camera, not the scarlet that is the Epic without all the functions on it. Mm. I actually think you want a camera that is that is uh, above 8-bit without, you know, H.264 uh, compression, yep. Canon-esque, 5D Mark three esque kind of camera. Like you want it in the price range of about three grand. Yeah. And no more. Yep. And it needs to have manual everything from audio to vision. Yep. And it just needs to be able to take probably Canon lenses. Yep. And it needs to allow people that are the people that bought the original red ones. Yep. I'd, I'm going to say almost a generation later. <laughs> yeah. To do that, to have that love yep. of I can own it and I don't need to. Yep. And if that means that it isn't 6K, and if that means that it isn't able to do you know quadraphonic surround sound, something rather, something rather, so be it. But, okay, well and I let's build. That it. was going to be the Blackmagic camera.
1: Okay, let's build it. What would if a camera launched at NAB 2013 that we would go, "Wow, this is terrific! It takes the best of all of our worlds." It would be, for me anyway, and you'll probably have a different recipe. Full frame, something say Cineform or Cinema DNG. Yep, totally. Uh, it would have, f- I mean, I, we've been sport, but. The, Potential of 18, 19 stops for Red Dragon, but at least, you know, what we're dealing with now, 14, 15 stops, dynamic range. You'd want about um, 15 or 16. Some seconds. over-cranking. Yep. 60, 90, 80. 90 would be good. Yep. 60 is probably the bottom, you know, if at least 60, you can get away with 60, say. Um, uh, reasonable onboard audio. Uh, with monitoring. Small.
0: Small and light. Yep. Thanks, Canon EF mount. Yep. Active EF mount. Yep. doesn't need to go above 2.5K resolution right yep. now. Yep. But it would be nice if it did, but th- we can live with that. Yep. But it can't break $3,499. And it can't break wind paradigm. Of recording. It has to record shit. its own shit. Yeah. And you know what that would be? That would be a Panasonic p Three camera instead of the P two. Now seriously, like, think but they've that. never been very good at but sort of having really good. No, they always have these crazy ass mega compressed. But if it had a codex. I know. But that's in the days that had got a tape. If it had a interchangeable lens, because the P two camera was a great camera, right? It was just, it was just that it was. It's not, it's not exactly that camera, but it's like you want somebody yep. like Panasonic to come out and say, you know what, we want to get back in the game, yep. and we're happy to work with everybody else. We're happy to play with well with others, and. Um, they do have some announcements. Apparently, they're rumored to be announcing stuff, but
1: who knows what it's going to be? Yeah, they're the ones that kind of hanging out there. Yep, they're the ones not really. But again, they've always been catered more to the or broadcast. Sony says, ENG "Let's kind take of the Alpha anyway.
0: range and make a hybrid." That's also
1: been 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 rumored. Yeah. So, so are we kind of in agreement then? Yeah. Cineform actually, yeah. stroke, C and d and yep. G, full frame yep. with the ability to then crop down if your lenses don't cater for it. EF mount. Yep. Uh, active EF mount. Uh, has to have probably SDI and HDMI. Proper audio. It has to have proper audio. It has to be able to record stereo. Has to have able to monitor the bugger and you have to be able to yep. set the levels happy even with like mini, I know we complained about them with the red one, but even if it
0: had mini XLRs. Uh, I don't want mini XLRs, but I don't mind if it has an adapter box or something that clips on or something. You're happy but, to
1: have a mini adapter box, but not a a smaller size plug. The, the plugs, you know, it's the fact that no, it's not, are, that no. it's lockable and it's not, it's, it's not, it's not 3.5 mini jack crap, not headphone
0: plugs. Okay, something but, that won't fall out. Okay, but by the same token, you could argue you don't want um, HDMI on the side of it as you're monitoring either. Oh, well,
1: this HDMI is as, a, as an also. HDMI and SDI. Okay. HDMI is fine. I'm happy because, you know, it's, it's kind of um, – I, I kind of say that because I've got HDMI transmitters. So that, that's, a minor, that's a minor thing. If it didn't have that, well, you know, they'll, they'll, you there'll be solutions have, as well.
0: Yeah, well because, yeah, because apart from anything else, we're going to have to have some way of not just looking at a screen on the back of it that's fixed into the camera. Yeah. So HDMI would give us that ability to have a, a different screen. So if it was like a... And I think you can live with it if it was only 2.5K right now because yeah. even though you want more than that, you, you, know, you, you can't have everything. But you can't, you can't have it at $20,000 or even $16,000. Or You need to be like, you know, it's aspirational. Like, I've, oh, I wish it was 25 grand, but I'll push it to $3,250 yeah. at B&H. This could so with the fact that it's it over cranks. It's
1: full frame. It has rawish. Yep. It has reasonable dynamic range. Yep. It's small. Yep. It's the battery system needs to be flexible. You can put whatever adapters on the back for a vlog mm-hmm. or whatever. Not don't worry about internal little little batteries that run out after half an hour. You want something. Well, internal re- batteries are great as long mm-hmm. as they don't run after yes, half an hour. As long as they run longer than what Red Volts did, which yeah. is twenty minutes. Um, that would be a great camera ten ten or
0: sub ten grand no, I'm saying it needs to be three thousand five hundred it's just not it's not gonna happen Mike
1: well, but that's but that's 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 a cam- that's a that's a that three three grand they can't even do a they can't even do uh digital bollocks for that money they're already gonna start to charge more money they're already up their prices. Out. That's another thing that has. I'm sorry, hasn't Jason. Shipped.
0: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not <laughs> promising to deliver this camera. I'm saying this camera. I on, to buy.
1: You've, you, pre- you did. You launched it. You announced it. You said. <laughs> I never liked the digital bollocks. Full frame. And... Um. I think. I don't know. I'm going to say if it's if it's sub. It's like a. It's like a Canon C100 that has Cineform and SDI.
0: And you're there. I mean, they can or make, a, or they a can Sony F five for about three hundred and fifty bucks. I don't see why I can't have my full frame sensor for three thousand
1: five hundred. Or it's a Sony I'd be happy with a Sony F fifty five or F five with one of these optical adapter things that you could put on the Sony F Z. Before mount. the that'll, red one came do out, it. no that'll one said it. you could do that for that'll the price.
0: You just well, before the red one came out you said you couldn't do it for the price. Yeah. And look, you know, how like the five D Mark three Mark two, sorry, was remarkably close to what we just described, not there, but that was like a decade ago. Yeah. I think we've just learned. Dream.
1: I think we've we've come Dream. to like the look, but also come to hate some of the codec capabilities. We've seen what better codecs can do, but we haven't seen anybody really match the that lovely look. That, and I talk about this with a fair few people. That, 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 that the the stuff I want the cameras I want to work with, and the cameras I feel most sensible and grown up working with on set. Are not the ones that is it that that have done the stuff on my reel and on my website that 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 is the stuff that's getting the work. The stuff that people say, oh, we love to look at that. That's beautiful. That's lovely. We want to just do that style. So that's terrific. Yes, that's a little camera. I you know that's like a little camera. That's my hobby, fun. You know, DSLR. Go out and shoot stuff on the weekend, kind of footage. My come to set for you for a reasonably large amount of money and give professional results that won't fuck anything up. That's a completely different camera. That's just the thing. I've got the camera that's, that 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 I've, I've got the fun, beautiful, you know, Vimeoy kind of the real the the stuff that's making that that sells me the most on the site on my reel and others reels is, is a different camera to the one I'm, that I would bring to set as a paid professional. You know what I mean? It's a, that, that there's that gap at the moment, which I want to, to close. And I, there's a camera air in the middle, maybe that's going to, to hopefully ask that. I'd love it to be red, but maybe, you know, I'd love also be interested to see that this mythical, the, the, the unicorn cam. Okay. I bring it.
0: Well, if if that camera or anyone like it is uh, announced at NAB, you'll see it on the <laughs> RC live show going out between ten I've and. Pissed four. off
1: all the existing camera manufacturers who would have probably happily come and said hello on the booth are now going to say fuck you. Yeah, we're not making a unicorn cam, and we're not <laughs> coming to <laughs> bring you our latest latest camera. That's isn't it.
0: <laughs> anyway. We'll be on the booth between 10 and 4. Uh, it is on the side of the Foundry booth at the front of the South Hall, just to the right as you go down. So um, have a look out for that. Uh, we'd love you to come by and say hi if you're there. Uh, we're going to be recording some stuff ahead, and so um, we'll be having a bunch of stuff going on the day. If you don't get a chance to watch the show between 10 and 4 uh, in Vegas time, don't worry. We will repeat it right after, and then a few days later we'll try and cut it up so we can get it down for... For those, but we will do a complete repeat of it right after it's uh, aired, especially for those of you that it, um, would be asleep when it would otherwise be on. And uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. It was a lot of fun last year, Jace.
1: Yeah, it was fantastic. And. Um also looking forward to uh, one of the, the lovely parts of NAB is also because it's becoming this wonderful industry group hug thing as well. It's uh, meeting people, meeting meeting a number of people who listen to the show or just know we know each other off Twitter or whatever it be, who come and meet up and say hi and just recognise you because of your I don't know your your voice or your your Twitter icon or whatever it be, and who meet up and bump into each other is fantastic to see that. Not just me or you, my. But just other other, you see it all the time. People meeting up who previously have had great relationships and and good, you know, collaborative stuff. Not just you know, online bullshit relationships. <laughs> there actually have been stuff that have has resulted in work or or work changing hands. Or um, uh, it's it's been terrific. So that, that 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 whole the meetups and physically physically seeing people is terrific. I'll be at the. Um, uh obviously at the uh FX Guide live show and particularly the RC live but also at the uh the red party at the um Sony uh Sony having a do the Kessler and Vimeo party lots of parties happening Wooden Camera party Wooden Camera party Miller Miller parties so there's lots of things lots of lots of things happening well I'm sure I'll I'll I'll, I'll chance to meet up yes Um, And probably the best way to try
0: and do all that sort of stuff is while we're out and about is on the tweets, Mike. Yes, so follow me on Twitter as Mike Seymour. Follow Jason as...
1: As Wingrove.
0: And I should point out that um, we are going to be putting out uh, a bunch of tweets and flagging where stuff is at. So if you... um, you, We had a request last year that came in, like, hey, just stick a bit more just happy snaps up. So we're also going to be doing... um, those uh, Twitter kind of what are they called? What do you use? You Use Twitter pics, uh, whatever it is. Uh, um, Pro pic. Pro pic. Yeah. So we're going to stick up a bunch of um, photos in our Twitter feed and stuff, just of stuff that's hanging around. We, we shied away from it a bit last year, thinking that that would be um, kind of annoying because you wouldn't get to see, you know, the kind of the detail behind what was going on. But people said, no, no, we want that. So that's what we're going to do this year. Try and stick up a bunch of fun pics as we go along.
1: Yeah, and uh, we will obviously be tweeting for those that can't attend mike will be there'll be links to be able to uh watch it live and also a post uh, uh, the rc and fx guide live stuff will be looped and obviously going out live but looped thereafter yeah yep and we'll be sending out links or is there any links we can talk about now for that i just go to
0: fxguide.com uh, and you'll see the nab live page there and that uh, links through to the uh to the feed and we've upped the resolution and the feed from the floor oh my god it's so expensive unbelievable talk about I mean you have no idea how we're talking like into four digits a day for getting internet high speed internet off the show floor but anyway thanks to our wonderful sponsors the foundry in the UK some of the nicest people if not the nicest people in the entire business um, we are able to do it so we've upped our thing even though it worked pretty well last year we want to get even um, better quality imagery off the floor
1: So, but, yeah, watch our tweets and or FX Guide's tweets for updates on schedules and reminders as when stuff is happening and when when stuff's going out live and uh, for who's on when and, yeah, for what's happening. Um,
0: And our stuff breaks. Brilliant. All right. Well, uh, that's it for this week. Um, Thanks so much for being with us. I just want to give one last plug to the fact that we've got this uh, thing up on FX Guide or the FX PhD blog, which is Jason's run-through of his gear. Uh, which was, as I say, requested by you and members of FX PhD. So if you want to check that out, please do. If you want to become a supporter of FX Guide, uh, we'd love to have your support uh, through the Insider program. You can click on that by going to FX Side and clicking on the FX Guide Insider tab at the top of the page. It gives you access to uh, exclusive content as well as, well, that's really our way of saying thanks, um, as well as just obviously supporting the site and. Uh, but for a measly $49 a year, and we have had hundreds of gazillions of thousands of people that have um, done that, we really do appreciate it because it wouldn't be possible to do the stuff if you guys didn't. So for all you Insider members, I sincerely and most genuinely say thanks. That's it. And we'll talk to you next time from Vegas. See you there.
1: Thanks for listening. Send your questions or comments to rc at fxguide.com. Copyright 2011, FX Guide, LLC.